put an ad on the front page. Cash money for a picture of Spider-Man. Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the show where we've broken down all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. We've had great discussions, you know, great laughs, great times, really. I am your host, Jay Christie, and joining me today are two of my great compatriots, Anthony Canton III. Hey, what's going on? Hi. Jerome Chang. Uh, for the next year, I'd like to be referred to as 2019 NBA champion, Jerome Chang. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. But otherwise, something great. Okay, <laughs> that's noted. And joining us on the line from an undisclosed location somewhere in between New York and Connecticut is ESPN's Michael Smith. Michael Smith, how you doing? Oh, uh, what's good? How y'all doing? You know, doing great, well. Great. Happy to be talking about yeah. our favorite thing in the world. I don't know if it's our favorite thing in the world, but, you know, I don't want to speak for there. everyone else. It's, it's up there. there. It's, it's up there for us. For sure. It's very up there. Uh, we're here to talk about <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home and... Uh, I don't know. I had a great time with the movies. I just want to start off with, uh, Anthony, I think you saw it most recently, um, and I know you had to wait a little bit to see it. How was it to finally see it after, you know, waiting, I think, the whole week? Let me tell you, man, I, I have to say, just in terms of expectations and everything that you think of coming into the film, I was, not to say, ple- not to say pleasantly surprised, but... I thoroughly enjoyed that movie, and I think all of the all of the things that I heard prior really came to fruition. And I think one of the things that you think about when you think about this movie is the parallels. There was there was a parallel from Far From Home to Homecoming. There was a parallel from Far From Home to Iron Man. So many things mixed in in making Peter Parker the face of the MCU going forward. And I think it was fun to see him go through those things and there were a lot of great characters in this movie that we'll get into for sure mm-hmm. but i loved it it was it was really really good and i think it, it left you some nice cookie crumbs for what's to come after uh, phase three awesome jerome oh excuse me 2019 nba champion jerome chang what was your general first <laughs> thank reaction you, thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you um you come on jake you know how i know i know feel about it's it was everything and more. I absolutely love it. Uh, I think I I, I, got, I gotta really see both back. I think it surpasses uh, Homecoming for me. Um, which then like what does that mean for the ranking in MCU films? Who knows? Because <laughs> like how high we rate that. But uh, Tom Holland is perfect. He's so yeah. perfect as Spider Man. And the very fact like I mean, you know what? I I just don't want to say much more because we're gonna dive into so many things mm-hmm. that I'm gonna be. Like all sorts of superlatives about uh-huh. that, but absolutely love this film. Um, Michael, Mike, how uh, how did you feel about it? I, what, where did you see it, and how did you feel about it? Uh, so I saw it in uh, AMC Plainville Twenty uh, in Connecticut, and I saw it on a let's see, got what afternoon it was. I saw an afternoon show with my son, and I, I gotta say, I, it's not a movie that I was really looking forward to. And in in, compared to the other MCU movies, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, a lot of anticipation for Captain Marvel because, again, at the end of Infinity War, you know, Nick Fury dropping the pager. It's like, oh, Captain Marvel is about to be introduced. So she's going to be an integral part of, of Endgame. So, 
you know, I got to see Captain Marvel or every other movie with the assembling and, and the collection of the Infinity Stones and to just build up to Endgame really just, there was just this, this excitement and this, this, this anticipation that I had, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, fast forward to Far From Home, and I enjoyed Homecoming. Really liked Homecoming. Loved Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Loved this, I love this youthful Spider-Man. And I get to, um, I go into the movie just kind of like watching it almost out of, dare I say, obligation. But I had no idea how much it was fun. Just pure fun that I would have in the theater. I laughed. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at points. Uh, I just, it just, it never, you mentioned the rankings NBA champion, 2019 NBA champion, Jerome. You mentioned the, <laughs> you mentioned the rankings. And I, uh, it, it was, I was just about to say before you said that, I'm so tired of updating my rankings because with every movie, these people are batting a oh, thousand. Just, yeah. You gotta, you gotta like reevaluate the you know? for these films. They haven't made a it's film that wasn't good in like, Four, five years. It's been a it's minute. Crazy. And even the ones that yeah. weren't good before that, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they were okay, but by this standard, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. So the last thing I'll say before I, before I pass the ball is the thing I love the most is how they get their viewer. They mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. us in that, just like Endgame, as we talked about last time I was on with you guys, Endgame was very much a family reunion. It was very much a reward to all of us who've seen every single movie. And the people who don't love Endgame clearly didn't see every single MCU movie. Mm-hmm. That, likewise, this movie seems to capture kind of like the come down from the high that was Endgame. It's mm-hmm. like they were all still picking up the pieces and in therapy and making sense of the blip, as they called it. And, and it, wasn't, it didn't rush too far past Endgame. It was like, we get it. We mm-hmm. know you're still caught up in Endgame. You still haven't completely, you know... None of uh, 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 compartmentalized or processed in game. We get it. So we're going to take our time, really establish this new world since the blip, and, 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 and pay off, you know, Tony Stark's passing. It was just so well done on every level. It really was. Yeah. Can I just yeah. add, a, like, a quick point off? Uh, just like, mm-hmm. I just really liked what Michael was saying. But um, one, just the idea that because we've, like, come off of Endgame. This is the first movie in a long time where it just feels like it's a blank slate mm-hmm. that we get to build mm-hmm. something brand new, and that's what's been yeah. really exciting for me. Like, there's no, there's nothing to look forward to. We don't know what we're looking forward to at this point because there's no big bad, there's no big thing to overcome, there's nothing that we're working toward, there's no Infinity Gauntlet, there's none of that. So it's literally just enjoying this lived-in, established world at that point. Because I think mm-hmm. what Spider-Man, like both films, have done really well is it kind of serves well as being this kind of meta view of this larger MCU. Like because, yeah. especially like the beginning of the film is so hilarious yeah. when they do the in memoriam mm-hmm. and explaining. Yeah. And as someone like, who was, the- as someone who was like head, like basically the president of TV production in his high school and all that, that oh, was so head. accurate. It hurt, like it hurt me. <laughs> the amount of times that, like, I'd be watching and like some kid who like was taking the class just because I don't know it fit in his schedule was like, let me use like the amount of times that in like my freshman year, the amount of times people had videos that had uh, magic by Bob featuring Rivers Cuomo, like that type of thing. I'm like, it's just <laughs> I felt so seen in that moment. Um, just having the footage of people arriving back because we had the triumphant end game mm-hmm. scene where everyone returns. 
but realizing like how messed up and awkward it would be actually for the most part of people just reappearing in your mm-hmm. lives out of nowhere yeah. was just so, like the basketball game and everything not like just so hilarious that was like easily my favorite comedy throughout the film the bit um, with uh, yeah. Martin Starr's character talking about how his wife faked being snapped away and ran off with someone <laughs> in her camping group that was my favorite line. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that that was my favorite line but I think that's something you touched on Jerome and I think that this is something that when you think of the MCU movies, a thing that is unique to Spider-Man, and not that other movies don't have a couple, but Spider-Man, I think, of all the movies, both the movies, has the most well-drawn supporting characters. Like, there are, mm-hmm. like, they give, like, the, both movies run, like, seven or eight characters deep of who has important lines. Or if you think of something like the original Iron Man, the original Iron Man, I think, has, like, five people in the end credits, like, that are before the scroll. I, I think, so, it, yeah. Whereas I like think the closest thing is probably Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, more of an ensemble. Class. Exactly. So it's like you, you get yeah. like you know you get someone like a Flash character or JB Smoove's character who are like eighth or ninth on the call sheet and they have moments like they have great and I think that that's something that um a lot of people talked about uh, if I can get like film business meta commentary in a little bit a lot of people talked about how like is mm-hmm. the teen movie dead because you know Booksmart didn't make that much money. Um, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a traditional one is, but like, I guarantee you that today's teens are watching and talking about this Spider-Man movie like it, they would a teen movie. Like it has those elements, the essential yeah. elements of like f- seven or eight characters. Like, I, I don't know. It just felt, um, it felt like they really cared about making, cause it, as they moved Tom Holland Spider-Man into being this big figure in the MCU, it felt like they took a lot of care to make the world that he's coming from be super raw, real and like, you, you, it's not just like, it's not like you're going to stop caring about the people around him because he's now some big Avenger, you know what I mean? Well, I, I actually, what that, I, what that's I really... about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, um, like, I think that's an interesting point because I think for a lot of us at our ages, like we watch that and then we like make the connections to say the John Hughes films because there's very obvious, um, yeah, almost like homages that way. But also like, I, I mean, I, my girlfriend and I, when we watched together, we found it adorable, their awkward relationship. I'm curious for someone of the same age, like how do they feel about it? Do they connect with it or do they like see it? I, like, just, like, I, I think that they can, I, like anecdotally. I've heard nothing but like really good things about like as far as I know the closest yeah as far as I know like also I just know that like Tom Holland is super 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 high on like teenage girls crush list so I can only assume that that does a lot in it and like Zendaya is super like I think that there's just the two Mm -hmm. like romantic leads of the movie are so in the wheelhouse of today's teens as far as I understand obviously I'm not an expert on teens and I'm slowly becoming less and less relatable but I definitely think that uh I think that this movie, yeah, definitely. I mean, also because you don't make $181 million in your first week if you don't get the teens. Right, fair. Uh, Mike, what were you going to say? No, I was I, I was just going to jump in on, on just another thing that I just really appreciate about both Spider-Man is how, how they understand what it means within the larger context of the MCU to have your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. these movies feel so oh, yeah. small. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, like, whereas Avengers and all the other movies are, you know, deal with either other dimensions or space or the world yeah. at large. And we got to save the planet here, right? 
Where Mysterio is reasonably with... scaled as a villain. Yeah, and, and I mean, the first yeah, Spider-Man, the villain... Yeah, in Homecoming, the, the yeah, villain is basically the... just yeah. a thief and weapons dealer. Like, he's not... Like, you know what I mean? I think that that's so... Yeah. That's nice to have, because not everything can be the fate of the world in right. someone, you know? Exactly. It's like, it's like Far From Home was this field trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. And it's almost stuff that's just like, even in go- going back to, uh, you know, to, to Homecoming, it's like... Spider-Man was like, yo, they got people that handle this stuff, man. Stay yeah. in your lane. It's like, even with yeah. this, it's like, this was too, this was too small for the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. uh, and not to get too far, I know we got a lot to touch on. For sure. Go as far as you again, want. Just complimenting the, no, but just complimenting just the thought that they put into these movies and how they're all so interconnected. To take a scene from Civil War that happened and mm-hmm. we all moved on from it. It was a cool scene, but, but, the, but the barf scene at MIT Mm-hmm. And to build, to build a plot line off that great is point. ingenious. Absolutely great. That's yeah. ingenious. And the thing that's so genius I, I, about I, it I, is I that... Thought, I thought about Nitz yeah. in that scene. Because yeah. uh, Nitz had mentioned when we were uh, speculating about what we were going to do with Endgame, Nitz had mentioned a bunch of times that Barf would come into play, and then it didn't. And then just to see it come in here, I was like, there it is. And that's, the thing that's... Eventually it came through. And the thing that is um, so interesting and great is that I think a lot of people, and I, I brought this up a lot... Always, and I think this is actually, like, a thing that is kind of annoying about the internet, always want to say that everything was planned beforehand. Like, I would bet all the money I have that when they made the barf scene that they did not plan on Mysterio being someone who designed no. it or whatever. And I think the thing is that that, that I think, just makes it more impressive. 100%. That just makes it more 100%. impressive because it's, they, like... They, they adjusted that. They adjusted and, to that. And that's, that's what you happen... That's what happens when you have 20-something movies beforehand. So you have all of this stuff to build off of. All of these, like... You don't, you don't need to come up with a new origin story for this guy because mm-hmm. it's, like, oh, we have all of this rich history everyone fits into it in a way so that allows a lot of the stuff that drags superhero movies to not be in there because it's like we know the world we don't you know you don't need to see a new like you don't need to see him building the barf you don't need to see what the barf does we know all this stuff we've been through it and I think that it's so impressive that you get new filmmakers and new screenwriters to come in and just fully find what they like about what's already happened and turn it into their own thing and I think that that is like if that's not like what you know being creative and making movies all about I don't know what the hell is (laughs) So let's go to categories. Um, let's start off with the big one because I have, you know, this one I think is going to be some of the most fun. I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to ask the first person I'm going to ask is Kawhi Leonard's former co-worker Jerome Chang. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is your favorite scene in Spider-Man Far From Home? Uh, oof, what it do, baby? What it do, baby? Um, <laughs> I would go... No, no, I will, uh, I gotta go with the Mysterio scene. The Mysterio scene where he is, like, fucking up Peter, uh, like, using the illusions. Same here. When I yeah. saw that, yeah. it was, mm-hmm. like, as a fan of the cartoon series and knowing the Mysterio character, it was so mm-hmm. perfect. It yep. was so, so perfectly yes. done. Yes, Um, Just, like, because you talk about, the, uh, Michael mentioned, like, the whole idea about the scale and, like, it not being able to, like, match like this world any scale but like when it's illusion and using that to manipulate Mm -hmm. uh your hero like it's done so perfectly and just it hello yeah you're 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 still here i'm still here sorry i lost i lost it on my end anyway um yeah so it was yeah like it was perfectly perfectly choreographed um and it's the kind of thing that like had the risk of being very cartoonish for sure so uh, just the fact that like you use the barf technology, you see everything build the way it does, and you just see how much it affects 
Peter. And somehow you're able to like factor it in and use it as a tool to help Peter develop his own powers. Yeah, and also I feel like the thing, because that's my scene too, so I'll just quickly jump in and then move on to other people. That like, the thing that I think was so effective about that is that because you were never aware of what was and wasn't the illusion, you felt as helpless as Peter. Like, you never... Like, and I think that it was so immersive in a way that... um, And it never quite... It, it always had, like, moments where you saw glimpses of the real world, so it didn't feel like... Because I think with something like that, there's a risk of making the stuff too far-fetched. Like, there's no way he could do all that with, you know? Um, and yep. I think it, it always felt like... Um, it, it honestly reminded me a lot of times in movies where people have, like, hypnotized dream sequences. And to do that with yep. technology was so honestly awesome. And the bit where he pretends to be Nick Fury and, like, that just... It, it it was just so well done, oh, and it just, I don't know, mm-hmm. it really was like, that's when you're like, oh, this is why it is awesome when you have a gigantic studio that is willing to pay money for these special <laughs> effects, and like, because the thing is, like, like John Watts, before Spider-Man, he made, like, two indie films, like, he doesn't know how to do all these effects, but it doesn't matter, he, he has people that do, you know what I mean, and that's what's so awesome about these movies. AC, what was your favorite it scene? Was, it was also very... Sorry, oh, sorry, no, I just wanted to sound cool, go. It was very vicious because, yeah. like, he gets Spider-Man hit by a train at the end. Yeah, he does. Yep. Like that's like this is a PG movie. Like this is a like. I, movie thought, I thought it was PG thirteen. Yeah. I thought it was PG thirteen. Well, I don't PG-13. know. If, I, mean, I don't know if Canada's different, but, like, but... Just in the sense of like that, that's like you don't really see. Like, you see our heroes get hit by lasers, like hit by a fucking train, man. Like right. that's a hard. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was def- it was definitely a lot, and of course, I agree with with both of you on that that scene was special i think jerome to your point you mentioned the cartoons it fit perfectly into what mysterio's character is and how egomaniacal he is and we'll get into the we'll get into uh non-superhero characters later but jake gyllenhaal man oh. the, the transformation yeah. the transformation what did i say but what did i say when he was cast I was so glad that yeah. jake gyllenhaal is doing movies that people will see again and it you know it was great <laughs> Oh my goodness! When you think about the transformation from mentor to ego maniacal, the yeah. way that he was trash talking Peter in that moment, mm-hmm. I'll even give you some of the lines right here. I don't think you know what's real, Peter. You need to wake up. I mean, look at yourself. You are just a scared little kid in a sweatsuit. I created Mysterio to give the world someone to believe in. I control the truth. Mysterio is the truth. If you were good enough, maybe Tony would still be alive. Mm, deep cut. Mm. Deep mm-hmm. down, you mm. know I'm right. You made your yeah. choice. And all you had to do was step aside, and then it switch. It, it cuts into um, them uh, the illusion of a fury shoot. And then when when uh, Peter gives up the info, he, he as fury he goes, "You are so dumb, <laughs> just a sucker." <laughs> now all your friends have to die. It's easy to fool yeah. people when they're already fooling themselves. But for what it's worth, Peter, I really am sorry. And that yeah. hit the nail on the head. <laughs> And then he gets hit by the train. Yeah, like yo, that's crazy. definitely one of the Incredible. better, tra- to the, definitely one of the better train hitting sequences I've ever seen. Uh, Michael, <laughs> Mike, what was your favorite uh, scene in the movie? Uh, well, a couple of things. Got to respond to you guys are laid out. Absolutely. Um, number one, just the, just the, the storyteller and all of us understand, you know, deeper versus wider, mm-hmm. and even just the development. Somebody mentioned, you know, uh, Peter's powers and how it helps him that 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 scene where he's manipulating and helping him develop his powers or they call it 
the Peter Tingle. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. it's like we saw his hair we saw his hairs raised on the bus at the In Infinity War of Infinity yeah. War, but like the spider sense which is so basic to Spider-Man, since we never got a full-on origin movie mm-hmm. for Peter Parker. He, he showed up in Civil War. It's like, wait, he still don't know everything he can do yet. You know, he's still figuring yeah. out how to be Spider-Man. So that was one. And, and I, I guess another thing that was kind of connected to that was him coming into his own on the, on the, on the Stark Industries plane and kind of like, you know, embracing his inner Tony and happy looking at him proudly and seeing him start to, you know, understand the power mm-hmm. that he has mentally. I mean, because Parker's a genius. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the reason my pony loved him so much. But then, okay, so there's that. Then, going back to Mysterio for a second, I remember watching when he was fighting the fire elementals. Because I knew Mysterio was a villain, but even still, I was still yeah. caught up in the story arc yeah. where I didn't know what was next and how, he, how the villain mm-hmm. would manifest itself. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching him fight the, the fire elemental, and then he says, he said, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to do what I should have done last time. Whatever happened, Peter, was great meeting you. And then he survived. I'm like, that was a good yeah. speech. That was weird. Yeah. I, was like, why? Yeah. I, was like, I was like, why did he, why is he still alive after saying I should have done it last time? And then I was like, oh, okay. Now it makes sense when, you know, he's in a bar and, and he, you know, revealed his true intentions to, you know, his colleagues who were all in costume. But mm-hmm. all that said, all that said, I'm going to go real basic, guys. Mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, on a real basic, like, just movie goer level. You got to talk about the effects. Look, we've seen one, two, three, four. We've seen five previous big budget Spider-Man before mm-hmm. this Tom Holland. So, I, so really, we've seen Spider-Man six, seven. So that's eight times. Wait, no, six, seven, eight, nine. This is the ninth time. Yeah, this is the ninth so time Spider-Man's been on screen. Uh, yeah, ninth time on screen. I'm sorry, I lost, I lost count for a second. <laughs> the action. The way he the way he battled the drone, mm-hmm. yeah, in, in, in London, that those action shots and him swinging and, and him using his webs mm-hmm. and just destroyed that was incredible. I was like, yo, yeah. like they well were really putting their well such the a fun hero to flex his power. Yes, yes, like different from all of them. Like his his abilities, like he doesn't, or he's not a god, you know what I mean? He doesn't have Tony, yeah. no, he doesn't have all of Tony's tech, but just watching him. Swing and just the, the, the just the, this dexterity, whatever you want to call it, was incredible. Mm-hmm. I got one more scene to shout out, and I'm gonna stop for sure. Because because this is what I want to bring I want to bring up with y'all. Mm-hmm. What's crazy? Easily the best post credit scenes in the history. A hundred percent. They are one and two, one and two for me, all time one and two. Can I can I can I give a J. Jonah Jameson thing that I. I don't know. I was seeing you. I seen the movie with my friend. I was seeing my with my friend uh, Springthorpe, who I see all these movies with now. And mm-hmm. uh, we we the idea because I when there was like rumors that J.K. Simmons was going to be in it as J. Jonah Jameson, I love the idea that like like the fact that in you know 2019 the J. Jonah Jameson of the world would not be an editor of a daily newspaper because like that's not a th- and so to make him. <laughs> To make him, I know, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm so so sorry. But that uh, to make him basically Alex Jones is, and I don't. I use this. I probably overuse this word when it comes to movies. But was one of the most inspired choices I've ever seen. Like whoever's idea that was yeah. deserves the biggest yeah. raise. Like they deserve to have. They deserve a yeah. carte blanche, three hundred million dollar movie that they can make themselves. Because that is <laughs> one of the funniest ideas I have ever heard. And J.K. Simmons totally. kills it. Totally. He's in it for like two minutes, and I'm like. 
I want so much more of his rants, and it's just it captures. Well, they, they understood. They, they understood that look, even though that wasn't our Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. Nobody else can do James. No one. No, no, no. Well, I remember that. I remember that. Uh, Mark Webb, the director of the Amazing Spider-Man movies, said that he wouldn't have the character of J. Jonah Jameson in them unless J.K. Simmons would come back and play them. Play him. So this has been like. I feel like he's just. He is. I feel like one of the most iconic supporting characters in a superhero movie. I feel like people who don't even yeah. like remember the Spider-Man movies that much remember him that. so well. Um, but yeah, Parker. so. And so, but anyway, so, uh, Jerome, were you gonna say something about the post-credit scenes? No, I mean, like, you guys nailed all of it. I, when I, I was actually a big fan, at least of the first two, uh, Raimi films. Yeah, me too. So, to see, to to say easily, like, the best part of any of those, like, of all those films, like, holds on to this point, like, just to see that, like, I think I was so excited that I almost forgot what was actually going on in the season. I need Jerome, to can I ask a question? Jerome, can I ask a question? Yeah. Did, I don't know sure. how, I assume you're on the internet, so it probably did, but, like, did the Alex Jones stuff hit as well for you as a Canadian, or? I, I understood what you were saying. Okay. Okay, <laughs> just, because, like, it, because they, yeah. I was just genuinely curious how familiar were, because, I don't know. But, uh, Anthony, what were you, do you have any thoughts on the post credit scenes? Listen, what, mm-hmm. true, do I? I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, figured. I mean, think about this. I, th- I mean, think about this first. And before we get to the second one, the, sure. fir- the, the first one overall, we put, remember, in Iron Man, Tony outs himself at the yeah. end of the film. This movie flips uh, yeah. it on his head and has a teenager outed to the world in Mysterio's right. last gotcha moment before mm-hmm. he allegedly dies with... Hey, by the way, I'm still not completely sure about that yet. Uh, yeah, listen, yeah, right. he's the master of he's the master of mm-hmm. illusion. I, the reason I think he's I dead is because I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal dead. is going to do another one, but he might not be dead. Mm-hmm. He, he might not, so I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. And I, I just he, he I, can't he can't be dead because we need we need we the need sinister some six. kind of sinister six. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, well, absolutely. Based on, like how this was handled, like Spider Man has clearly established that he can handle this and more mm-hmm. so really in his world the only way to have an actual threat against him is to have many of them yeah oh yeah and that's yeah. the best that's the best part about spider-man um the rogues gallery of villains that you can choose from and we've already heard john watts talk about potential villains in the next film mm-hmm. uh, they mentioned mm-hmm. craven i love that um we may have already been we we may have been already introduced to the chameleon and dimitri yep. uh mm-hmm. dimitri yeah. the, the 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 name of him is is uh, the same name of, of the chameleon in the comic book, so that's another one that we got to look out for. They have so many different avenues and so many different people that they could choose from. But yeah, back to the idea of him being out into the entire world as this teenager, and now he has to deal with that. And now he has to deal with people like uh, the Vulture and uh, and Matt Gargan in jail. There's all these all these villains, not only small time crooks but big time crooks are going to be after him in the next film. And that part, that part is really interesting. Now, well, what's also interesting I don't about know, that, AC... Yeah, go ahead. ...is, unlike any of the other Spider-Man films before, him being mm-hmm. outed doesn't mean he's alone in this world. Yeah. Right. Like, that's, that's oh. an interesting thing, like, that we haven't, like, ever gotten a chance to tap into. That in any given moment in these films, someone else could show up for him. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. 
Um, by the way, that's true. Uh, and that's I just want to, before true. we move on to the second one, second post credit scene, I just want to yeah. applaud AC for his use of the phrase rogues gallery. You don't hear that very often. And the fact that he just threw that in there really was wonderful stuff. But the second <laughs> post credit scene, the second post credit scene oh. was Yo. such Yo. a fun reveal. Definitely Can I say yeah. one thing about it is that I Definitely think that, yeah. that, I think it's probably they're probably obviously like bringing the scrolls back in to like probably set up some type of secret war type thing. But the thing that I keep mm-hmm. feeling is that I I don't know how the secret war will work or yada yada yada. But I ple- I don't want Talos to ever be a villain again. He is one of the funniest and one of my favorite characters in the, in the MCU. Yeah. He is yeah. so Hello. so funny. I don't want to have to root against him. That's all I gotta say. AC, Mike, Jerome, yeah. whoever goes first. No, I, I I guess my question. I've because I've been chewing on this for for a week now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. how long has Fury been doing this? What's your theory? How long has Fury been playing oh, this game man. with the squirrels? Well, I mean, it seems like it's been for a while, and I'm sure it's picked up ever since. I mean, obviously, since Captain Marvel, this whole uh, situation has started. Um, the, well, the no, space, I mean, I mean this, goes the back to the, this goes back to the 90s, though. Yeah, I imagine yeah, it probably goes 90s. on vacations yeah. frequently. Yeah. So what? So what? So what did we see, or what happened throughout history since the '90s, where Nick Fury was either in two places at once, or wasn't there at all and was doing yeah. something else? Like, I'm really I mean, excited to see that. You know, no wonder, no wonder his secrets have secrets because he was he had more people being him. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that really is great. And now, just to give give a little context to what we saw uh, towards the very end of the of the scene, uh, so that. Space base in the sky. It, it seems to what be Sword, which is a Sword is a sentient world space shield response department. Yeah, basically space shield. Space shield. So, yeah. so oh. like, so so it seems like that started, and I think this fits into kind of what we're going to expect going forward with the cosmic version of yeah. the MCU with Captain Marvel too. More space threats, Captain Marvel, Thor, the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, where we'll see a lot more of those types of things. And then I don't know if you guys caught this, but um, uh, Talos as Fury um, in the third act of the of this film, he mentions to to his wife as Hill, uh, Kree sleeper cell. So yeah, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. So in the in the in the comic books, there's uh, the secret invasion storyline, which is the Skrulls as the villains posing as not only heroes but posing as people on Earth. And then obviously mm-hmm. the Avengers have to stop them. It looks like what the MCU is doing here is they are making the Kree the villains that are posing as humans, possibly posing as heroes in the future, and the Skrulls are helping Fury out to to stop that from happening. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. if we're going to get a secret invasion uh, storyline going on, the Kree are going to be involved. I'm sure Captain Marvel 2 will probably answer some more of those questions, but it really gives you a nice little co- cookie crumb as to what to expect and i think if people caught that line when i caught that line yeah. i was like okay i'm very I'm okay i'm very intrigued because um, they're hey, now hey, reversing hey, it quick quick side note just just again side, not not to derail yes. conversation <laughs> of course so like so i bought captain marvel as i do every mcu movie mm-hmm. that movie gets better every time i watch it yeah it actually it does really it was, it was so uh, it good. does so good. i, I watched it over i haven't and seen over. it since yeah okay I'm waiting to Got binge it. these last. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm waiting to binge these when uh, Avengers Endgame, Endgame comes out on digital. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of binge these uh, over again. 
to, um, to to see them back to back. Just to add to AC's like uh, Easter eggs and mm-hmm. what to look forward to, uh, just before like the basically the final um, scene where uh, Peter is like swinging through, um, the Avengers Tower is there and occupied by someone who's oh, occupying yeah? it right now, because we know in Homecoming they had to clear out mm-hmm. someone yeah, else yes. was moving in. Uh, I've heard a lot of people suggesting that is maybe the new Baxter building. Ooh, oh yes. All right. So yes. we got we got like we got like next week next next Saturday, uh, San Diego Comic Con nineteenth, right? That's um, the big yeah. Day. The nineteenth yeah. or the twentieth, whatever the Saturday. No. Whatever. No, we're not no. going. No. Oh okay. We're no, not going. Yeah, we applied. We applied to go to the New York Comic Con and got denied. So. <laughs> We gotta we gotta work on a profile. I've been to New York. I've been to New York a couple of times. It's 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 pretty cool. So I did I did San Diego a few years ago. It's incredible, man. It really yeah, is. I have to go. It's something. Please make that Yeah, we gotta we gotta. Hey, Mike, we gotta get the profile of this podcast up so we could you know get we could fly out next year you know and like be like be media and ask questions. That's that's really that's. Y'all should do a live. Y'all should do it. It's so. Y'all should do a live podcast. That makes too much sense. Do a live podcast I mean, from the floor in Comic Con. Your words to God's ears. You know what I mean? Like it's. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Look at that. We get we, we get great advice from the great Michael Smith on yeah. the pod. Thank you <laughs> yes. so much. We're, we're gonna take that. We're gonna yeah. take those words to heart. But yeah. but on, on the real though, uh, as far as uh, San Diego Comic Con, Marvel Studios is gonna be in gonna be at the hall that Saturday. We're gonna get announcements from Kevin Feige about what Phase Four is. Uh, some of the films coming coming next, people already know the Eternal, Shang Chi, uh, Black Panther two, Doctor Strange two, whole bunch of things has happened, and so I'm looking Apparently forward to that. The Russos are going to be there on the 19th. Oh or... yeah, the Russos are going to be there the 19th. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that we're going to find out next week. So this pod is going to definitely cover it mm-hmm. um, for sure. So I'm looking forward to seeing what those announcements are. But yeah, the MCU just is is just getting bigger, and I think Jerome made a great there. point. Yeah, Jerome made a great point before. We have a blank canvas, and mm-hmm. I think it's great that we do. It's yeah. good that it's good that we're that that MCU is evolving and changing and going into something different. So, really looking forward to seeing what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, let's move on. I just want to quickly have a full on like a, just a little conversation just about Jake Gyllenhaal and Andy Mysterio and all that because we touched on it earlier, and I think that. He yeah. is what a lot of people have been talking about. Something that's very interesting, just a fun fact that I saw a lot of people saying, and I think it's probably true, that uh, a lot of people have suggested that his performance as Quentin Beck when he, like, drops the facade and is, like, yelling at all of his coworkers, like, that people say that mm-hmm. that is him doing an impression of David Fincher on the set of Zodiac, which I think is hilarious, because <laughs> um, he apparently is, like, the same type of guy where he'll make people do 100 takes. Anyway, but uh, I think that Mysterio was... Just, I, I think that the thing that was so remarkable about Mysterio as a villain was that everyone and their grandmother knew that he was going to be the villain in it, and it still surprised me how it happened. And that, you know, that if yeah. that's yeah. great. Well, um, I mean, they're selling. My, my girlfriend actually had no idea about it because she has like no prior knowledge mm-hmm. of Spider-Man or anything Marvel related. So the reveal in the bar like actually shocked her, yeah. which was like a wonderful moment. Yeah, like I was just sitting there waiting for it to happen. Um, right. I, I really do like I, the idea that for the, like not just within the movie, but in the planning toward the movie, in the trailers, like a lot of people, and I'm gonna have to actually put AC in this pool, got manipulated by this multiverse. Yeah, 
They, like, a little bit, but I, I'll address that when you're done. Yeah, well, no, definitely... just in the sense of, like, I, I mean, yeah. not to say that, like, you didn't see the swerve coming, but uh-huh. just the idea of, like, it was really setting a lot of expectations and hope. And in the kind of way, like, the character said it himself, like, people want to believe. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, that one, like, resonated, like, even further past just the characters on the film, the, but the fans who are just thriving for this new content mm-hmm. that's coming in. And uh, I think they did such a great job. And then just to your point, Jake, that you were saying about how excited you were about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal being in it, like, just seeing him, like, ham it up, and I don't mean in a bad way, just, like, yeah. having fun with that role. There's some roles where it's so like, oh, this guy's a freaking movie star, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. sometimes you like, need a movie star in a movie. Like, <laughs> it, it reminds me of, like, Kate Blanchett just, like, living in a hundred percent, yeah. Just, like, yeah. just a really great actor um, getting to enjoy a role. And that's something that Marvel's done really well in this mm-hmm. last little bit. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, what were well, your... Oh, sorry, no, wait, sorry, I, I forgot. Gonna, I goes first. Say, um, yeah, let me just... Let me just I, yeah, I forgot that we already so, guaranteed your spot, sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the, so the, the multiverse thing. See, see, this is the thing. Like, I, did, I actually didn't feel that bad about it because it, the multiverse... Multiverse does exist, obviously, because Doctor Strange, the yeah. movie, told us that the multiverse mm-hmm. exists. Right. So we're still going to get sure. that at some point. But, but I, I, but I, what I really did like is I like that they they subverted our expectations. It's the same thing, and they try to give us that message in uh, the the very end of Spider Man Homecoming with the Captain America second post credit scene about mm-hmm. expectations and stuff like that. <laughs> so I really love how Spider. The Spider-Man films have kind of done a lot of stuff with uh, not only illusions, but just little cookie crumbs to say, hey, slow down a little bit, chill out, you'll get you'll, well, you'll get the story, but it's it's a it's an enriching story in a way that's really cool. Yeah, and I think that the, I think the slow down is a good way to put it, because I think that people who are expecting the multiverse to be introduced immediately after Infinity, I mean, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, I do think like that is a little slow down. Like, let's take a breath. We don't need to immediately yeah. move on to the next yeah, huge let's thing. Refresh it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I was saying earlier about them kind of just getting us. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, if they had not, so what's what's what? I, again, so Endgame happens, and we see not Endgame. I'm sorry, Infinity War happens, and we see the hero snapped away. Endgame yeah. starts with Hawkeye and his family, and that's the real human. We talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. This human experience, like that, everybody around the world was experiencing. That we got to experience it through one of our heroes' eyes. Mm-hmm. Of uh, one minute you you are you know busted on your hot dog, mm-hmm. the next minute your family disappears, right? Mm-hmm. So likewise, if they, if they would have never kind of explored the real world effects of mm-hmm. the snap or the blip, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have blamed them. I wouldn't have been upset. But they gave it. They give you what you don't even know you need, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I did need to see the band coming back in the middle of the basketball yeah. game. I did need to mm-hmm. see a group of, of a support group for the people who were displaced by the blip, who people, mm-hmm. people took over their homes. Like, the mm-hmm. closest we got was seeing this apocalyptic neighborhood when Scott Lang went back home mm-hmm. and Infinity, and, uh, and, and Endgame. But other than that, we never really saw what that was like, or even the idea of, well, wait a second, the people that disappeared are five years younger now. Like, oh, snap, I didn't think about that. No pun intended. Oh, snap, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so they're giving, you stuff, they're giving you stuff you don't really, like, you don't, you don't even you really need but going back to the reveal of Mysterio as the villain in this film Marvel has brainwashed me in a good way to the point where I don't go in I go in with high expectation in terms of enjoyment 
I don't go into it expectation in terms of plot. Yeah. And so it right. might be hook, line, and sinker because I, I don't expect anything because everything surprises me. Trailers, they get you, but they give you nothing in terms mm-hmm. of the plot. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, just, you just don't know what's coming. So, yeah, Mysterio is the bad guy in the comics. But, okay, I'm, I'm, okay he's the mentor. Yeah. And then, okay, and then, and then Peter's trying to, like, Peter's so smart, he outsmarts himself. He's like, to the next Tony Stark, I trust him. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That's what Tony yeah. meant. Give it to the person who you think was best <laughs> Of course it's back. Absolutely. Right on, Peter. I'm like, man, it's only been an hour. So yeah, and that's such a great, that's such a great you know? character <laughs> moment for him too, though. Because it it basically highlights the fact that, like, in giving it to Beck, he's... He doesn't have to say it. He just is like revealing, like he doesn't think that he's worthy of being the next Tony Stark. Because, and I think that that is that his insecurities are incredible. Because I think that so incredible. Because I think that he literally taps out. Mm -hmm. He taps out when 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 Fury or who we thought was Nick Fury is like, "Hey, we need your help." Mm -hmm. This is the same kid that went from wanting, wanting, bothering Happy and calling, wanting to do something at the Civil War, and then like he taps out of this, like, "Yo, I, I ain't ready for this." He's going through, you know, his healing process. That's such a, and it's such a great metaphor for growing up as like, because when you're a teenager, all you want to do is be an adult. And then when you finally get to adulthood, all you want is fewer responsibilities. (laughs) Right. And I, but, (laughs) and I think that the great thing though is that like, I think the thing that you're allowed to do when you have such a great character and actor combination like Tom Holland and Peter Parker is that you're allowed, you can make a big plot moment, Spider-Man giving the glasses to Beck also be a great character moment because like yeah. and i think that that yeah. i mean that's every great movie you love the plot is all driven by characters and for that to happen in a superhero movie is you know absolutely wonderful i think that that's really just i think that that's just a case of that's that's where it helps that while the general direction of the mcu is from is kevin feige that's where i think you get greatness from the fact that the directors have their own voices in it because that's clearly you know i think john watts understands spider-man more than kevin feige does and i think kevin feige is perfectly fine letting him run with it you know um but anyway speaking of non-superhero characters um, I think we're let's excuse Mysterio from this, just because we talked about it a lot. Who is your favorite character who is not a super, uh, does not have superpowers, is not a superhero? Uh, Mike, I'll start with you first. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's Aunt May because Marissa told me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, I'm not even going to try to sound sophisticated. Do what you got to do. Like, like this woman, this woman yeah, got some kind of, like, she got some kind of sorcery going. Like, she looked like she just stepped out of a different world, man. Like, Marissa Tomei and Aunt May. I mean, thank you for making it a young, uh, a hot Ed, as Tony Stark say, like a young yeah. Aunt May versus but the old gray haired recycle yeah, she's a, yeah. like the thing that I always well, got. They come, they come in she's a, yeah, I remember that there was a big controversy when she was cast. People were like she's not as old as Aunt May is, and I'm like, okay, Aunt May in the comics and in the movies was really old, but it's like too old. Yeah, she's too old. I, when yeah. I was 15, none of my aunts looked like that. They were all in their 50s. Like, <laughs> like that's like Aunt May, like obviously Marisa Tomei is good looking for being someone in her mid 50s, but she still is the right age anyway. But yeah, she's great in this movie. Right yeah. All the happy so, in her yeah, stuff. I'm, 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 I'm real superficial, but do we gotta do the whole happy Hogan stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with that man. All good. Uh, <laughs> um, Jerome, uh, I'm gonna give a nod to Happy Hogan mm-hmm. in this, uh, just because, um, like, he is a day one. He is mm-hmm. Tony Stark's mm-hmm. closest friends. Like, there, he had very few moments in it, but he really 
like when he did get on there, like he really yeah. got to more and like his airplane scene with uh, Peter and really honestly just being the true guiding spirit, I guess, for Peter in that moment to like help yeah. him understand that he didn't have to be Tony Stark because mm. even Tony Stark struggled being Tony Stark. Yeah. Like no one else could say that and have it mean anything to Peter mm -hmm. and like put Peter over the edge to realize that he has the confidence to be his own self. And uh, I think that was such a good moment. And, you know, shout out to him for being like an OG, like living through this long. And then outside right. of that, all the stuff with, uh, with the, like with the other um, classmates and everything, yeah. like those were hilarious scenes. Uh, even though I saw it in the trailer, it still is funny to see like the whole, like, you work with, I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? No, I work with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, like, yeah. He's, he's always getting slighted, but uh, no, no, uh, I, I got to give him the shout AC? Um, they gave Ned a little less to do in this movie, but I still, yeah. I still enjoy him. Um, I'm not a big fan of Ned in this one. I'll be honest. I, I might have to rewatch it, but I wasn't like the biggest fan of him in this one comparatively. I think he was just like a really bad friend in my opinion. But no, sorry. Oh, sorry well, I mean, he was a friend. He yeah. was a, he was a teenage boy with it with his yeah. Lady. That felt really real to me. That felt really real. That felt, <laughs> that felt now whether I think the, not, the, the yeah. airplane scene. Yeah, and I think that's I think it's fine. They had to give him less time. It's like I mean, unfortunately, there's only yeah. so many hours in a movie. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, my yeah, but I yeah yeah I enjoyed him. My favorite. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I still okay. enjoyed him. He's still funny. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. We got one. No, no, no. Go, go, go. No, go, Mike. No. No, I just, I just had a question, but it's, but it's, I wanted to get all the characters. Make sure oh, okay. All okay, so but. the my favorite non-superhero character was MJ. I think that she was um, just for yeah. a f for um, female lead in any sort of action or superhero movie. We all know how one-dimensional, how boring, how superficial that can be. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, they freaking cast Rachel McAdams and Doctor Strange, and I couldn't tell you any of her character traits, you know? So... The, to give uh, MJ so much to do, we're like, I think that's something that's so great about it is that in the first movie, she didn't really wasn't in it that much. And so you kind of just saw like this, you know, uh, jokey, like dark humored, the way that she described it, like a, Zendaya describes it as like a Daria type character. And then I think that was something that's so great with Far From Home is that you see that inevitably all of the girls that you went to high school with who act like that and all the adults who act like that, they do it because they're insecure and like anxious in social situations. And the fact that you got to see her like open up and show a different layer, that it wasn't just that you can be both like the dark comic relief, but then also like, why can't you be the romantic lead in the movie? And I mean, I think that that felt so true yeah. to, because Peter Parker is supposed to be a nerd in these movies and I mm -hmm. felt like he so much was like the way that they I mean Toby Maguire yeah but Andrew Garfield like you didn't believe it for one second and like <laughs> even though even though Peter Parker's Spider-Man like he you, you don't necessarily want him to be with someone who you feels like he can relate to that they feels equally out of place and to have the yeah. to have just I don't know it's such a and she also is just legitimately funny in a way that like it's I always like when there's movies where a character themselves is funny like the stuff that she does isn't funny but the jokes that she makes are funny like the whole uh yep. it was in the trailer but the whole because i look good it means i have value bit was really great good mm -hmm. then you also have the yeah. really great moment where she looks that he sees that he looks concerned and then like like it's like oh i was joking because she you know wants him to like her you know what i mean i yeah. think that that's just the stuff that she's doing in it is legitimately because i was always skeptical i'm generally skeptical of anyone who is a singer and actress and he goes by one name and zendaya completely won me <laughs> over in this movie um she's, she's really great she's <laughs> really 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 great yeah well mike oh, yeah, your question um, 
Oh, sorry, Gal. Jerem? Yeah, so, no, just because I had a feeling you were going to pick uh, MJ and Zendaya, so, that, like, I'm so happy that you did that, because yeah. I just feel, felt like you were going to, like, nail exactly why she was so great. One thing I like about mm-hmm. her, MJ, because we do have two versions of MJ now in Spider films, Yeah, she doesn't give mm-hmm. a fuck that he's Spider-Man. No, not at all. Like, mm-hmm. she loved, like she likes Peter Parker. She liked Peter Parker from the start. Um, I felt too much uh, in Spider-Man, like, yeah, she does like Peter Parker, but, like, she's enamored with Spider-Man because, yeah. like, he's her savior and all that, and they're just, like, that right. whole dynamic there. That and whole, whole upside-down Also, like exactly. I mentioned earlier with uh, the with Rachel McAdams in Doctor Strange, name a character trait that Kirsten Dunst's um, MJ has that isn't related to Spider-Man. I mean, like, there's She's just, exactly, there's just not, she likes I, and I feel like the scene where she, and it was in the trailer with, uh, your Spider-Man was like, it, it definitely, it was another thing of like subverting your expectations because so much, so, so, so much of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films are about Peter Parker hiding the fact that he's Spider-Man from MJ. And it's like, no, like this MJ is not a damsel in distress. This MJ would be the person who noticed, wait, Peter disappears every single time Spider-Man shows up. You know, and I think that he's that, really bad right. at hiding his identity. Yeah, and I and I think that that and that cuts away the tension. Like I don't need, I don't, I don't want to see that whole thing again. Like this is a different Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it yeah. felt like uh, yeah, and then like the bit, and then it led to the bit where she says that the reason that she was watching him wasn't just because she thought. I'm like, I mean, I, I I, what can you say? Like if your heart doesn't melt, then like I don't, I honestly don't care to know you. I don't, I don't care to know you. <laughs> uh, but Mike, what was your question? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, well, I'm, well, thank you thank you for bringing up MJ, because that's exactly where I want to go, because, so like I was telling AC earlier when we talked, and I thought I'd be able to join you guys, I was like, look, man, full on, full admission, full disclosure, I'm kind of like the Mysterio of this conversation, uh-huh. in that I'm posing as some comic book expert, but I'm not really mm-hmm. an expert in the comics, I like the none of us. I'm less, I'm less than okay. you, I'm, I'm, yeah. the yeah. whole thing about this pod know. is it's for people who, it's like the MCU pod, we're not, because some of the other MCU pods are like, I, I have no experience with the comics, Jerome has some, and AC okay, has the cool. most. Some, I have some, okay. yeah. Okay, good, I said I'm not alone in that, because it's yeah. like, I, I, I like the comics, but I didn't collect them. I don't know every storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm more into the MCU. So great. I'm at home. Yeah. So with that in yes. mind, I want to ask, like, when it comes to MJ, this is not the MJ from a, from a character standpoint that I came to know. I mean, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that obviously she looks different, which is awesome. Yeah. She looks different mm-hmm. than any other yeah. MJ. Mm-hmm. But it's like, even her personality just is different. And I didn't know if it was something yeah. like this. Mike, you went offline. Oh, Mike, you there? I'm here. Yeah, oh, sorry, you, you okay, cut out. We, oh, we lost you for a second. Yeah, uh, yeah we both lost you oh, for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was just saying, is this is this does this work into a comic MJ that I'm not familiar with, or is this a different take on MJ altogether? AC. It feels like a different take altogether. Yeah, yeah I think it's more inspired by the cop by altogether. the John Hughes movies that John Watts loves. That, I think there are like elements I, I think there's just this idea of like a lot of the spider-man characters originally just don't exist as people in this modern ding world. ding ding like, ding 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 i don't think you can carry those character oh, traits over 100 percent. flash thompson and most of all 100 percent. the bullies in my school like, were even, all even just not notion. big guys right <laughs> and even just the notion of like the diversity that you see in this cast like that is more real yeah. to what a new york yeah. high school should be right mm-hmm. so yeah um, I think because of all those reasons, like, 
the key point that you really need to have with MJ is that she is a confident person. She is a smart person and capable person. And she has a relationship with Peter. That's really all that should matter at this mm-hmm. point. Like, I think um, you, you mentioned your uh, lack of um, like comic book background for it. But I think what I enjoy about this and what I tend to um, kind of deflect when I hear any kind of commentary on these films, like not being true to anything um, is just that like they've built such a rich world that I that, like to me, it's its own it's its own universe. Um, as long as you get the characters more or less right, which I think they've nailed perfectly, like all the details are just details and that I, I don't think you can really question them at this point. Yeah. Jerome, I'm with you 99.9%. Just besides Iron Man 3, I got to just get that one. For in. sure, for sure. Um, See, I, 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 was, I was trying to be the bigger person, not even bringing it up, man. I, I didn't even bring it up this time. Nah, who, like, hey. who, like, I mean, who likes Iron Man 3? Wait, I don't know this. No who one does. Iron Man 3? No, no, no one on this call. Just, call. Just, like, it's no, no one on this call, but uh, AC, I would say, hates Iron Man 3 more than I like any MCU movie. I think it's probably a fair thing to say. Yeah, I don't know. Believe me, I don't like it at um, all. I don't anyway, listen, uh, all, I can, all I can say, Mike, Mike, just not nah, just to give her a little back, background. <laughs> I like doing this, and I know people who listen to this yeah. pod have heard my take uh, before, but I'll gladly give If there's a drinking head. game, so this Iron Man 3 man. mentions is definitely a, like, I'll do finish the beer. I, 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 yeah. I would be an alcoholic synonymous at this just, point. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to, just want to remind the, remind the people in the world that they had one of the greatest uh, uh, comic book villains come to life, and they made him a punchline, and they wanted to try and sell I, us on some I know, PTSD. I know. Get I out know, of here! I know, I know, I know. Thank you, Mike. Was, Mike, see, Mike, you, Mike, no, killed me bro, on that one. No. Huh? So, so Stark, and I'm not alone. I'm not unique in it. Stark is my favorite, my favorite Marvel character. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I. I, I we, who doesn't want to be a genius billionaire playboy philanthropist, right? Like you know, yeah. it's just and that movie. We, we talked about the last time they made a bad movie. That was it. That was the, that was. There you it. go. It was, it, it, no, it, Thor: it, The Dark World came out after that. Uh, Thor: The Dark World came out after that. Dark World was after that. Yeah. Dark World was after. Oh yeah, that yeah. came after that. Okay, I, I, yeah, that's okay. another. I'm, I'm off on the chronology, but Dark World by comparison was The Departed. Dark World was great compared to Iron Man Three. Like I hated <laughs> Iron Man Three. Ooh, this is the, this is the cake right here. Okay, let's get into this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was that was so disappointing. In terms of like good or bad MCU films, I think post Phase Three, like every film in Phase Three, in my opinion, makes at least a conference final, if not the final. Yeah, everything like yeah. that's that's the way I see it. That's yeah, that's a yeah. good comparison. Yeah. I like that. I love I love how you I put see. that. That's a good way to put that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Let's go to uh, this movie. Had a lot of comedy and a lot, but it also had a lot of good, you know, dramatic lines. And uh, you guys know how I feel about lines. So let's talk about lines. AC, what was your favorite line? Shoot, um, the, the the easiest one. If, if, I'm going to honorable mention in a second, but the easiest one is what the, <laughs> at, the end yeah, of, yeah. at the end of the post credit scene. Because again, it's a mirror. It's a parallel of um, Aunt May at the end of Homecoming. And it's just funny to right, see. Right. It's just, it's just, it's just funny to see that, uh, see that play out again. Um, the other one is right where, oh yeah, but when they're having that little uh, back and forth with Ned, Flash, Betty, MJ, and and Happy, and Ned goes, "Are we going to die? Nobody dies on my watch. I wasted my life playing video games 
games and we're going to die. I have a fake ID and I've never even used it. I post stupid videos <laughs> daily for people to like me. Hey, if it wasn't for those stupid videos, Spider-Man would have never found you. Spider-Man follows me? I saved this, guys. <laughs> it was just great. That, that, whole, that whole exchange was really funny. So, so those are my two. Uh, Mike. Wait, come back to me. I got to. All right, no back. worries. Uh, Jerome. Um. Okay. So, this is just like I, I. I would have to rewatch it just because, like, when we watch them, I, I don't necessarily like keep track of the quotes. But um, yeah, one thing that's noteworthy, I really love, is uh, even dead, I'm the hero. That's great. Yeah. Um, oh. Now the one disappointment of this movie. There's one disappointment of the movie, and as I remember I said on the pre-pod, is that all I want, that the one thing I needed from this film is J.B. Smoove to say Spider-Man. He didn't say it. He didn't say Spider-Man at any yeah, point. He didn't say it. I think it would just be so funny for yeah. J.B. Smoove to say, oh man, that's Spider-Man, you know? But he did say, yeah. I, like, I mentioned, like I mentioned earlier, my actual favorite line was uh, the teacher, Martin Starr's character, explaining how his wife left him. Because <laughs> to me, nothing's funnier than just people just being profoundly sad and like in the same way that in the Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> the way in Spider-Man Homecoming the line of we didn't lose another student not again like that type of thing but yeah, yeah. but the J.B. Smooth line I love and I've been quoting to my friend who I saw it with a lot is just we are in the new dark ages <laughs> it was just great his whole run about witches is so funny and I just, I'm so glad that witches. he's in it <laughs> All right, Mike, you have one. Yeah, you know what? Just I, like... I mean, I, listen, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm struggling to come up with like a deep one. That's... I saw it once and I enjoyed it. I haven't yeah. committed it to memory. Yeah. Uh, and I, and, and look, AC, AC already kind of gave us the, the, uh, the illusion scene, yeah. train scene, you know, mm-hmm. line with Beck just, you know, kind of like cut him to his soul. Mm-hmm. So we've already mentioned that. One other character that we haven't uh, talked about a lot, and I guess I'll just, you know bring her up is, is maria hill man yeah like maria hill mm. and so mm-hmm. I, even, even though it wasn't her you know surprise surprise but yeah when the, when the drones were going crazy and fury was hip to what beck was doing or you know the scroll as fury um mm-hmm. you know and he was like you got me like yeah i got you and just blew it away like mm-hmm. that was dope. Yeah, I, maria hill's power yeah. and her just her presence i love kobe summer summers in general but like Maria Hill is just such a badass. Yeah. And so I, that, that part right yeah. there just kind of stood out as, as one that was just like, they all have their turns. It may not be a lot. Even Ned, even though they gave him less to do, they all have a moment. And every time that moment comes, yeah. they all see it. May yeah. not, they may not be 100%. recurring moments. And, you know, and even, even Fury, yeah. again, who we thought was Fury, when he first went off on Peter and then Beck went to, you know, bring, you know kind of sit on the rooftop with him, when he first yeah. went off on Peter, he was like, Wait, yo, man, like you gotta step up, bro. Like that was that was great, uh, and just yeah. the idea of Peter ghosting Nick Fury, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. there was so much to that movie, man. I, you know, just in general, <laughs> I can't stress how impressed I was with it. You know, yeah, it's uh, it's funny that I always like to say that personally because there are plenty of movies that are great that aren't this. But my, I always the thing I always find about my favorite movies, superhero or not, is that like um, almost all my favorite movies you could name. There are ten characters you can name if you've seen it enough. And like, mm-hmm. and because I feel like you know, in a lot like you know, The Godfather, there's ten distinctly drawn characters. Goodfellas, you can name ten distinctly drawn characters. And the Spider movies, like I said, their yep. strength is that we could keep talking and talking, and there are characters with you know five to ten minutes of screen time that we haven't talked about yet. And like Colby Smulders, who was yep. like you know a, le- a leading role on like a huge sitcom, 
she gets put in this role that's, you know, kind of small, but it's in a lot. And you get to see, like, this, I think, was one you probably saw the most of her. I think it's probably the one she was highest credited. And it's just to have the Rolodex of characters you can go back to that, like, we... Mm-hmm, that yeah. that Nick Fury's like right hand woman can be someone we've already seen that we have a history with is why yeah. what you can do when you have an extended universe. Um, so and every time you uh, see her, she does something awesome. Whether yeah. It's, whether it's yeah. In, in Winter Soldier, in Winter oh, Soldier, in Winter Soldier is great when she's in yeah. the van. Yeah. 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 You know, and or even in our you know, brief time with the in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, just. She just, she's just awesome, you yeah. know, and I, so, that, yeah, I, I just enjoyed her on-camera presence, even if understated, but again, I feel weird, because it was a scroll the whole yeah. time, though, it was, uh, what's the scroll's name, what's the guy's name? <laughs> Talos? I for- Talos, and I forget his wife's it was, name. It was his wife. Yeah. His I wife. the wife's yeah. name, yeah. yeah. Um, can yeah. I add one more, for uh, sure. line slash unmentioned character, uh, uh-huh. Betty Brandt, uh, when they're calling out Peter on the bus, <laughs> and she says, uh, like, we all know what's going on, we can see it. And your new Luke Peter is fantastic. Like it's working. Like, I have two notes. I, really... I have two notes on her. One, uh, do you think is the char- is Betty Brand a character in the comics? Uh, AC. Yeah, she ends up working. In the okay. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy because I assumed that they named her because the after the actress Betsy Brand. Anyway, second, just want to highlight the and fact she ends that ends up married to Ned. By the the way. the actress that plays her is named, has one of the strangest names I've ever seen. It is Angory Rice. So, just so you guys know, there's yeah. someone with the name yeah. Angry, who is it an actress? Yeah, well, one, 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 one other thing I wanted to ask y'all too, um, and I thought I thought this was something I, I didn't think it was going to be introduced uh, in this movie, but when it happened, I was like, hmm. It, but it obviously doesn't line up with the comic book story mm-hmm. or just the the story of Venom. But just when they put him in his black that black suit, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, black yeah. suit. That's I was like, that's interesting. I was like, they, they can't. So be, there's a lot. I don't, you know, uh, they can't do. A, they can't do anything with that, though. Can conflicting. No, no, no. no. So it's on. Not that, right um, now. Not e- there's it's not right now. It, it seems like there's Sony rumors, and though. Marvel are playing footsie about it. Maybe I suspect if there's a third Spider-Man movie that does really well and they get the stuff together to do a Sinister Sticks and they they ask if like it really depends on how because they because basically this spy, this contract between Sony and Marvel is for three movies with uh, Spider-Man like full Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. and they have to re-up it after that. that that doesn't mean that they're going to stop making Spider-Man movies because Sony gets to keep the profits they they're definitely not like there's no reason for them to stop um and so i think in the next negotiation i wouldn't be shocked if there's some type of thing where they get to use venom because like i said sony if i remember correctly i think sony makes a hundred percent of the profits from the spider-man movies and marvel's allowed to use spider-man in the movies is the deal so it's kind of like a no-brainer for sony to do it so I wouldn't be surprised if he's in it, no. Um, and I think that'd be crazy if he was. So Kevin, so Kevin Feige was directly asked this question, uh-huh. and basically what he said, he said it's on Sony. Yeah. So if if, right. if Sony plays yeah, ball, then there's a chance that we can definitely see Venom, and even maybe Tom Hardy's Venom. Venom, 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 Ooh. Venom. That's my uh, impression of Eminem's Venom song. Venom, <laughs> Venom, Venom. Sorry, uh, I Venom was. Like, <laughs> Venom was freaking crazy. Like, it was a crazy, crazy movie, and it definitely did not have the same yeah. energy as any MCU movie, 
But Tom Hardy is one of the most interesting like actors to watch. Like, he's one of those actors who he yeah, could be yeah. doing... It's it's honestly almost like a late 90s Nicolas Cage type thing, where at all times you're not 100% really? sure yeah. if what he's doing is good or bad, but it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. like I just love the energy of, like, I don't know what the hell accent he's trying to do. I don't know, I don't know any of the choices he's making. He's actually a really good... Uh, yeah, so like, I just I would love to see him in an MC movie just because I don't know because I like the thing when the things I like come together because Venom was a really enjoyable experience and people who compared it to Catwoman yeah, like are it. are crazy, um, but yeah so I I mean that's just I just want to do ask a quick question Venom not with, Venom and the Sinister Six notwithstanding who's a single villain that you would like to see in the new Spider Man movie Mike? Um. So I gotta eliminate Venom and the Sinister Six? No, no, no. Well, yeah. So I'm saying, no. You can pick someone in the Sinister Six, but you can't just pick the whole Sinister Six because the next oh. one I doubt is gonna be the oh, whole Sinister no, Six. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I got you. I got. Oh, we yeah. gotta be Doc Ock. It's gotta be Doc Ock. Yeah. It's, it's, it's simple. Like, yeah. It's, it's gotta so, yeah. be Doc Ock. Uh, AC. Like, Alfred, like, okay, going back to the going back to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Was one of the most incredible yeah. villain performances. I've that's seen oh, that's why I'm almost afraid to have Doc Ock because. Yeah. I don't Spider-Man know. Spider-Man 2 still ranks up Spider-Man there. 2 like, it's, actually kind of kicks it's ass still. up there probably close to, like, the Far From Homes yeah. and the... Yeah, and Homecoming, like it's yeah, that. There's good. definitely some parts of it that are like didn't that don't that feel very 2004, but it's of course it's yeah. great. Um, but, but where it hits, it's so yeah. Great. I mean, it's, Doc Ock stuff like, is so good. It's so good because yeah, I was gonna you and, get a great actor. Will about um MJ like uh like. Her go get him tiger. Oh, great! Into Spider Man too. Still is a fantastic. I, I mean, movie. yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, but that's yeah, how, yeah. that's how Zendaya Doc broke the internet. Doc Ock as a villain. I just love Doc Ock as a villain in general. Mm-hmm. And then, quick side note, like For sure. into the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. the female Doc Ock. Yeah, like, oh, that's a very, great, that's a great turn. Like, great. That was awesome. mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Catherine Hahn like, was great point, in. Catherine uh, yeah. Hahn was really really great in um, in Into the Spider Verse. So before before we go to AC, just gotta let you guys know that we uh, Mike Smith's phone died, so we're gonna have to thank him for coming on, and we'd love to have him again. You can follow him at uh, I don't know Michael Smith. He's, I think at Michael Smith. He says he doesn't tweet that much. So um, anyway, let's keep moving on. Uh, we'll, we'll finish up soon. AC. Last time we talked to him, he yeah. was Fat Thor. Yes, he was beautiful. Fat Thor at the time. Uh, AC. Oh, it was great. AC. Yeah, what's up? Um, who's the villain you want to see in uh, the next Spider-Man movie? Shoot. Um, if I had to think of a villain that I would want to see, um, in the next Spider-Man villain, uh, Spider-Man movie, I know John Watts brought up Craven. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's a that's really, my choice. yeah, that's a real, that's a really good one. Um, another, another fan favorite from the, from the, from the cartoon is, is, uh, Alistair Smythe. That's a, that's an interesting oh, yeah. one. And of course, I think. The, the you biggest... want Jared Leto as Morbius? <laughs> oh, please, nah, please not... do anything. I, I will do anything. I will cut <laughs> off five toes if it means keeping Jared Leto out of the MCU. Please. But that's the wild part. Like, what I don't get is they're still they're still doing that that movie. So yeah, I don't know. So I I'm not sure about that whole situation, but. Um, I mean, I really can't blame them because Venom made like eight hundred million dollars. So, like, yeah, why not? And Jared Leto is popular. Like Jared Leto yeah. is going to draw. 
That's the thing. Yeah. Like, despite what this specific group feels about him. Oh, no, Mike, never back. mind. Mike's back. I, hey. I already just was going hey. over how we lost uh, you. I, I just figured, I just, I figured yeah. it out midstream. Awesome. Nice. Do you want to do the pickup what? again? Or uh, no, no, not at all. Let's, yeah, let's have it be a pleasant surprise for the audience that Mike Smith comes back. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, we just thank what, you. What, what have I missed? You haven't missed anything. We're mostly trying to... Yeah, we, I thank you for coming on. I plugged your Twitter. Uh, but uh, anyway, we're just going to still talking about... Um, we Yeah, we're still talking about like what villains we want to see. Jerome, I think you, you said you wanted to see Craven too. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I was leaning toward Craven the Hunter. Um, I believe it was... Like, Sam Raimi wanted him for Spider-Man 3 until yeah. studios uh, pressured him into bringing back Goblin and Venom. Yeah. Uh, and it's just... It's such... Like, when you know the story of it, I... Like... It was a really good character in the animated series. And then uh, AC, you can add a little more to it, I'm sure. But basically, it's one of the more interesting stories uh, in the Spider-Man uh, canon just because he's, at least to my understanding, he's kind of like the bane to Batman in that like he legitimately like wrecks Spider-Man. And then for a period, takes over as him, like poses as him. And basically it's kind of like a vicious spider-man who like kills his uh kills like criminals and things like that but um it could get pretty dark for uh this kind of world for sure at least the way the comics um played out but yeah it just seems like a formidable foe and also one that we haven't seen in film form yet so Mm -hmm. that's just one of those places where it could be interesting now craven where that might be a little difficult is um like we mentioned how deep this rogues gallery is and Mm -hmm. Thus far, they've done a really good job of grounding the characters, but Craven is also, like, he's, like, a jungle character, basically, and, like, so just to see how exactly he would fit uh, in this, like, kind of more realistic world, like, realistic being a world that exists with, like, scrolls and everything, but, um, uh-huh. yeah, I think I think just generally as a foe and one that we haven't seen yet and who seems to be a deep character in Spider-Man history, that'd be a really good one. Yeah. I really, yeah. I, I'm interested in the same, it's not the same thing, but there is something interesting to see how they'll handle the jungle stuff because, uh, it just, it feels like it doesn't, it feels weird. Right. With the, the idea of a white dude who's wearing a bunch of like lion skin and like being a hunter. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of weird, uh, weird stuff. Right. It um, kind of looks like Tom Selleck. Yeah. 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 But, um, by the way, do you do you want to know the name of um, Craven's half brother? What is it? Let's hear it. Dimitri. Ooh. Oh, there you go. Okay. Interesting. Okay. That's also with the beard in this film. <laughs> uh, good call. Good. Good call. Um, AC, so AC, did you have another character in mind that you were thinking of? Actually, what I was just gonna say was before before all of this. Uh, before the movie came out, there was heavy, heavy, heavy rumors on the Reddit that Norman Osborn was going to show up. I still think he is going to show up. Um, well, they made, I, I saw an Easter egg video where they say you see Osborn's mansion, like, at least from the Raimi series, like, in the final scenes of this film. Oh, okay. So that means I got to rewatch it. So to, yeah. to just kind of see where exactly I see it. But, um, right. Yeah. Norman Osborn could play many different roles, as people know. Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dark Avenger storyline after Secret Invasion in the books where Norman Osborn takes over as Iron Man or Iron Patriot, I should say, with mm-hmm. um, with his group of group of uh, villains being heroes for for a time period. So 
they they definitely have a lot to work with in terms of what they can go with uh, going forward. But uh, Norman that gives Osborne the opportunity for Gwen Stacy to come in the picture. Oh, exactly. Too, there you go. And create um like because we haven't really had that yet. I think we had a hint of it in Spider Man Three, but just like hey, Peter Parker for being kind of the miserable guy that he is generally. Like he gets around. <laughs> so, so, um, so I think that's a, an opportunity and uh, like if, if we can dive into that side of it because especially in this case now this is a world where people know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man so yeah. while he is a target now he probably is a more viable option too to many of the ladies I would say so well there you go there you go <laughs> yeah it's exciting yeah it's, it's, it's not just Aunt May that's getting it so no. <laughs> Jerome, 2019 NBA champion Jerome. <laughs> oh man! So Jake, do we have any other things before? We wrap uh, up? I don't think so. No, I think we can wrap up because it's getting loose. It's getting about to the point where uh, either we wrap up or we go off the rails. Uh, so, is there any nitpicks that we have? I mean, like, are there nitpicks? Because... I don't have. I don't have any big ones. Uh, Jerome, what do you have? Um, I like. I think I need to see it again, uh, just because I, I know everyone here seems to be a big fan of like a lot of the humor, like the Ned stuff. I don't know that it hit me as well this time around. Okay. Um, but uh, honestly, my big nitpick more than anything is Hannibal Burris needs to come back. Well, there you go. Like mm-hmm. he was I one like of my Hannibal favorite character, one good. of my favorite like teacher characters in uh, in Homecoming, and even if he's just like a one note character and doing exactly the same stuff, I can, I just need one Hannibal Burris one liner. I, I, I do enjoy the larger world of these teachers, but um, I don't know these characters, like they, they might be out, out of high school by the next one. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mike, Mike, do you got a nitpick? A nitpick. Uh, hmm. I can't say that I do, man. I think a lot of that has to do with just kind of, yeah, I, it was it was more than I expected. I didn't have low expectations. I don't have low expectations. Yeah. I, you know, I think, and I didn't really read a lot of reviews going into it. I just knew I was going to see it, and I figured I'd like it, but I didn't know I like it as much. I remember right. people giving, giving the movie shit for, like, the poster. I started, I, you know, because I'm not really on Twitter that much anymore, right. but I, I'll check it every now and then, and I got on it. What was the poster thing? I didn't I guess, hear about I, that. Oh, it was a Sony-related criticism. Okay, it might have just been something that came up in my timeline, but I guess Mm -hmm. Twitter download knows what interests me. So one time Uh I logged on Twitter, and it was just, I guess the the, the poster just wasn't, I mean, when you see the movie, it makes sense, but I guess the poster wasn't, you know, sharp, I guess. So the artwork Mm -hmm. for the poster was, Uh, you know, it doesn't take much for for Twitter to to clown people anyway. So I don't know. So I guess... (laughs) As far as it's, I just, I guess what I'm saying is, it just exceeded whatever moderate expectations that I had, and, and kind of really put me past Endgame uh, mm-hmm. to where I can't really, I can't really say that I would have done anything differently. And again, I'm not a, enough of a comic book head to to really pick any nits when it comes to this movie. I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I want to see it again. I've been meaning to see it. Again. I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, same here. Yeah, so. What What's really I was impressive with is it. like two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's really impressive is like this should be a movie that like at least because of the character and how often it's appeared in films like in various forms like it should be one that should feel like played out but just yeah, how refreshing think so. this is it's really impressive that they can make this an interesting character 
Um, I think mostly it's just because they're doing it right. Like, just there's no, there just doesn't seem to be any particular, like, real flaw in how they're handling the character or anything around the story. Um, but, yeah, that it's it wasn't nitpick. It's more just, like, a credit to how well this is done. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I actually have the one the one nitpick, and shout out to Spider Monkey before I, I, I say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So as far as, as, as the band, there's a lot of sirens outside. Um, but nonetheless... As far as the as far as Peter unmasking himself in the black suit after the uh, before he gives Eve, Edith to uh, to Quentin Beck, he's uh-huh. unmasked in a in a bar. Now you could say like, oh, it was it, it was uh, Quentin Beck's people that were in the bar the entire time, but Peter felt mad comfortable to be in. They a... both felt comfortable. That was a weird scene that way. Yeah. 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 But wow, then as it yeah, as it played as it played yeah. out. As it played out, it was Beck's people, but still, Peter should be a little bit more cognizant of uh, of his identity. But I guess that doesn't matter anymore since everybody knows. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> well, that's that's always like that was my point earlier. Like he's actually really bad at hiding his identity. Yeah, because Aunt May found terrible out. at it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, MJ found out. Ned found. That's a good point, Jerome. He's had all like, these. Everyone find finds out. out. He like in the first one. I guess you can give him like the bye because he's it's early on, but he's literally changing like in an alleyway. He's like there's there's he. It's so obvious. Like it's pretty funny that no one else on his trip is able to put that together. But I think that's part of the joke of it. Um, but like, yeah, pay the smallest amount of attention to Peter Parker, and you'll figure out he's Spider Man easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you, well, there you go. Great movie. Um, and looking forward to to uh, more MCU stuff going 100%. forward. Jake, take us away. Yeah, uh, I want to yeah. thank all you guys for uh, listening to Marvel Cinematic University. I want to thank Michael Smith, VSBN, for coming on. Michael, what do you have to plug? Thanks, guys. Uh, not a whole lot, man. Uh, follow me on Instagram if you want to see me grilling and hanging out with my kids. Shouts to grilling. <laughs> but, you know, where can uh, they follow you at? Chilling. If they were going to do that. Uh, I'm a I'm a the Michael Smith on Instagram and uh, okay. Michael Smith on Twitter, which I'm not really on. But when I do, come are you still on, fat Thor at this point? Of no, I'm excommunicado. Uh, I went through my my John Wick three fascination, okay. so I I, I still I, need I to see John Wick three. That one oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. it's great! Yeah, it's great, 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 great. You haven't seen it yet? Oh, it's so good. No, it's, no. I mean like. You gotta remember, it came out while I, like my team was still in the finals, so I was just like <laughs> deep in it at that moment. I yeah, Bro. so I'm, I'm just kind of getting Bro. back to life again. You got it. So you I got do have John Wick three. I, I, I do. I do quickly have to say to to say to Mike, like we've had you on these two episodes. We, a yep. not only obviously we thank you, but we feel like you're like an honorary member of the team mm-hmm. already. You just brought the passion. You brought everything to this. So I was really grateful. And, uh, well, like, also, oh, I appreciate able, it, man. Yeah, like you, you're in a place where, like, this, like you were, you had some trepidation earlier about it, but like, really, it's just like this is a pod about loving specifically the MCU. Yeah, like whether you have yeah. any prior comic knowledge is really just more of added benefit to add more context to it. But like, we're just here to appreciate it. Like, yeah, this thing whole start, this thing started for us because we thought it would be a fun activity to try to watch all the movies before Infinity War. Which we did, yep. and then um, I think for a lot of us, we were fans before that, and then we just kind of like almost became like bigger fans, yeah. like going through this whole process yeah, of really. watching it's all of it. Really appreciate it, yeah. like because we just had to like appreciate it that way. Yeah, so, it's and I think no, it's, it's well, I, fun, man. yeah, I think it's definitely a thing that like I think it's for me particularly, I think that it's a middle ground between like 
they're obviously super, super popular movies, so a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people see them. And then there are the people who are mm-hmm. the hardcore uh-huh. nerds and people in my, who are actually currently in my mentions right now yelling at me about Brie <laughs> Larson. I, so I, while, Mike, while you're gone, I poked a bear of, like, anti-feminism Twitter. What did you say about Brie I, I, No, I said nothing. But what I, did you say about No, someone, someone basically tweeted, because I guess the, there's a new Terminator movie coming out, and they're branding it as, like, a strong female lead movie, which is fine, like, whatever. And someone said, didn't they learn their lesson from Ghostbusters and Captain Marvel? And I responded, dude, Captain Marvel made $1 billion. What lesson are you talking about? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> right. but it would have went more. It would have made more if their star didn't go on a screeching anti-mentor. It's like, what yeah. the f- people oh, just... Boy. So anyway, oh, so anyway, oh. so oh, okay. I feel like oh. that's on one side. <laughs> See, that's why I don't do Twitter. Exactly, that's on one side. <laughs> and then the other side is like super casual people. And I think there's a place, you know, for people who just love the movies, who want to talk about them. I don't know, just, uh, and, you know, have and fun. Jake? Yeah. Jake, I like to read well, you guys, again. You guys, uh... You guys made me feel right at home. I, I appreciate being appreciated. And, like, you know, I, I, my, my handle or my, my Twitter name was Fat Thor because I'm definitely on some Fat Thor stuff these mm-hmm. days. I'm on New <laughs> Asgard, man. So it's, it's not a whole lot of things that, uh, you know, that get me that get me off the from from playing video games uh, with my guys. It's so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all, y'all basically came in with, with the ship and told me y'all had beer on it. So I'm like, what kind of? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! So, so here I am, man. So, Big so fat thank full you energy. For, uh, for giving me the opportunity, I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Thank you. And Jerome, where can people follow you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me at Black Dragon Roll uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, I uh, do stuff here and there with the uh, Count the Dings podcast, back to back podcast. Um, like at random points, you probably find like an edit that I'll do when ever it hits me and uh yeah on my instagram um recently i've been posting a lot of the work i've been doing with the raptors uh like throughout the finals uh in the playoffs but uh outside of that um yeah i'm sure i'm just gonna like post any random stuff during the summer just for fun so enjoy that mm-hmm. uh ac you can follow me on twitter at ac spotlight nine five also part of the count the dings network a little less now that yeah. being the dad but at Shouts the same time yeah. uh, anthony can't on the dad Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, that, that's right. Shout out to little Josiah. Um, Shout out to Josiah, man. Is that amazing, isn't he? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, what you call it? Um, Wait, can we saw... can we start posting that Thanos picture just now that now that uh, Josiah's out there? I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, you, yeah, 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 you, yeah. We got we got we got hit him up with that. We, we, you, uh, you could definitely do it. Um, nice. But yeah, I do appear occasionally on the TV book club where a nuanced discussion about television. Shout out to Maze, Eden, and Jake Hoy. Uh, pleasure mm-hmm. doing that. And, uh, of course, this podcast, which we have plenty of content coming for you in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Uh, Any AC Spotlights um, coming out or anything like that? that you um, down in the I am working on some stuff, but I'm keeping it tight-lipped for the time being. Yeah. Uh, You can follow me uh, at the J Christie on Twitter. Listen to my other podcast, Sorted History. There actually was a great episode two weeks ago I did uh, about Jose Canseco with Seth Rosenthal of SB Nation. It was legitimately one of the most one of the funniest episodes I've had done. It was one of I got to ask the question of Do you think Jose Canseco still wearing mesh tees? Which is a thing I've always wanted to ask. (laughs) Uh, but, and you also can sometimes hear me on the Friday Mailbag on the Catholics Network uh, if it's hour yeah. two. If it's hour two and there, people have dropped out, I'm always there. 
Uh, and yeah, um, sign up for the Patreon for Counted Dinks. Yeah, and you and, definitely have yeah. a better shot of hearing Jake. And uh, most of all, yeah, exactly. I mean, no hard feelings. But most of all, listen to me on Marvel Cinematic <laughs> University. This is a lot of fun. We're going to be coming back with a Comic-Con thing. And just for any of you guys wondering, yes, I did. While you guys were doing that, I did mute every single person who was in my mentions about uh, Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. Because every time every time I poke the bear, I'm always like, no, 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 this time is different. This time won't make me really angry. And it does. So Jake, it, every time. I'm always wrong. Are you saying, Jake, you're basically Nick Fury saying do not invoke her name. I yes, yeah. like I just every every time I'm ever on Twitter and I see some like reactionary MAGA chud saying some nonsense and I respond every time I'm like why why do I do this I'm the non confrontational person ninety nine percent of the time anyway I I gotta have a go I got an accidental crisis with myself uh, I'll talk to you guys later and listen uh, to our pod Thanks, next guys. week bye bye been a pleasure Michael thank you so much take care. <laughs>